It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Cincinnati Reds finally shook the Milwaukee Brewers because their ace did ace things on Tuesday. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and Stephen Offenbaker will return here in a couple of days. It's just you and me talking Reds baseball, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk some Reds baseball with you. I encourage you, if you are listening, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs, or if you're watching here on YouTube for the first time, thank you so much for doing so. Make sure you drop down into our comments section. Leave us a thought, because I love talking Reds baseball. And I want to talk Reds baseball with you. I've been addicted to this team pretty much my entire life. And I've turned an addiction into information for you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every single day. And thanks to all of our everydayers out there who check us out and who uh, leave us comments, come up and say, hey, at the ball games. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun uh, getting to meet people over Reds baseball. And it's been a lot of fun here for the last couple of hours. I'm recording this a few hours after the game was over. The Cincinnati Reds finally beat the Milwaukee Brewers. What felt like 84 years. It's, it's been 84 years. I'm kidding. It's not been that long, but it feels like it. We're going to look at why Andrew Abbott is amazing, and I think he's the ace right now. Um, is it time to worry about Alexis Diaz? going to give you my thoughts on that coming up a little bit later on. And uh, Joey Votto's fine, but there's one key thing we need to consider with him for the rest of this season. That's all coming up on today's show that's brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And what we're going to lead off with today, Andrew Abbott. Who else? He outpitched Corbin Burns. And Andrew Abbott is the ace right now. And dare I say, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Let me know down in the comment section or tweet at me. Um, if the playoffs, or once we get to the playoffs, and hopefully the Reds make the playoffs, Andrew Abbott's my first starter, my game one starter, out of the gate. Because when the Reds need a win, he's the guy you can trust the most. And I think that's even including Hunter Green and Nicoladolo. I need to see Hunter Green and Nicoladolo come back and pitch well, pitch healthy, before I can ascribe some sort of role to them. 
I feel that way about TJ Antoon, who just started his rehab assignment in Arizona. He had his first appearance yesterday, pitched a scoreless inning with a strikeout, which was nice to see those numbers and things like that. So hopefully we'll see him back here soon. But Andrew Abbott's here right now. Andrew Abbott's doing it right now. He is absolutely pitching fantastic. And like I said, he outpitched Corbin Burns, former Cy Young winner. Right now, Andrew Abbott is in the middle of a streak, 16 straight innings without allowing a run. And that's after, you know, being called up and going, what what was it, 18 innings straight without allowing a run? His first taste of Major League Baseball. He is looking very good. He's only had 10 big league starts under his belt, but he's just phenomenal. Let's dive a little bit into what he did on Tuesday night, though, because he had 15 whiffs. It was top five last night in Major League Baseball, top five among all pitchers. He scattered seven hits, and I think that probably the first thing that you go to when you talk about Andrew Abbott is his mental capacity, his his ability to just kind of slough off struggles and be like, you know what, I gave up a hit, let's just go get this next guy out. I think he is fantastic in the mental aspect of pitching, and we've seen that. You've seen plenty of, however long you've been a Reds fan, you've seen pitchers that you're just like, man, this guy's got a lot of talent, but something happens and he just blows up. Something he wasn't expecting to happen goes down and he goes down. Andrew Abbott doesn't go down. Andrew Abbott does not have these mental struggles, and he probably has mental struggles, but he's so good at hiding them. He's so good at working through them, and that, for me, is the number one thing that you think of. Andrew Abbott fits in perfectly with guys like Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, Spencer Steer, because what do we always say about them? They don't look like rookies. Andrew Abbott, if, if you were to introduce someone to Reds baseball this season and they happen to catch an Andrew Abbott game that he's pitching, they're not going to think he's a rookie, but he is. He's He really had his four-pitch mix working super well. His four-seamer actually was the, the pitch that was really getting um, a lot of Brewers players to chase. I, I thought it was interesting. They showed some highlights, and uh, the home plane umpire last night, which thankfully was not Junior Valentine, uh, he had an interesting strike zone, although it seemed to favor the Reds a little bit last night, so thank you for that. But four seamer was working really well. He was throwing his sweeper, you know, slider that just has a lot more movement horizontally. Uh, his sweeper was more of a strike pitch. He was dropping it into the strike zone more so than a swing and miss type deal last night against the Brewers. And then the curveball looked good, still honing in his changeup. But if you're telling me we're talking about a four pitch mix, and I think I said this on one of our first podcast looking at Andrew Rabbit in, uh, you know, one of his first starts. Something that we've talked about ad nauseum with Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft is where's that third pitch? What's that third pitch that they can lean on that they can kind of go to whenever the first two pitches just quite aren't there? Andrew Rabbit's got four pitches, and that's fantastic to see. His, his pitch mix was working very well on Tuesday night. Brewers hitters, as, as much as Victor Caratini seemed to be able to uh, kind of barrel him up. Nobody else was really barreling him up, and he was not allowing a ton of hard contact, which has kind of been one of the things you worry about so far in his first 10 major league starts. He does seem to allow a decent average exit velocity. I think it's at like 91 
for the average exit velocity against him, which is above league average. League average is 88. But still, seeing what he does every fifth day, I trust him to come up huge whenever the Reds need him to come up huge. I said it at the beginning of this segment, and I'll say it again. If the Reds make the playoffs, Andrew Abbott starts game one for me, even if Green and Lodolo are healthy. I, I think that Abbott has shown, and this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about in the offseason as to who the ace of this staff is. We had some fun this past offseason discussing between Green and Lodolo. Now it looks like Abbott has just surpassed everybody. And it's amazing to see because he's not a guy that's got a 100-mile-an-hour fastball or he's not a guy that throws a cutter at 98 or you know he doesn't have the back foot breaker that just disappears on right-handed hitters. He just has a really good pitch mix that he controls super well. And I think that's what really draws me into him watching him pitch. He is so much fun to watch because you know he's working, he's moving around the strike zone, he's really trying to get into the hitter's heads, he's really trying he's trying to tunnel pitches, things like this. He is a smart, smart pitcher. And as smart as Green and Lodolo and those guys are, I just kind of feel like Andrew Rabbit has shown himself to be a little bit smarter. And I love everything about what he has done because it is clear. If the Reds need a win, it's in Andrew Rabbit that we trust. Coming up, things got way, way too interesting in the ninth inning on Tuesday night. And um, I will tell you why there's no need to panic with Alexis Diaz, though. That's coming up right after a talk about today's sponsor, which is Sleeper. Uh, if you want to make more money with less picks, check out Sleeper. Sleeper has this ability. You can uh, do two or more fan daily fantasy baseball picks and win up to 100 times your money. Yes, 100 times your money. Those are some amazing odds because Sleeper is now offering that payout for up to eight pick contests. You all just have to choose as many as eight players that you like, and then your favorite stat categories like homers, hits, strikeouts, stolen bases, all that good stuff, and you just pick more or less, you know, over or under, but they do more or less uh, for sleeper on your favorite stats, and if you get them right, you could win big up to 100 times your money. If you think Joey Votto is going to bang, smash more on the homers. If you think Ellie's going to run, well, then you smash more on the steals. And if you think Will Benson's going to be a problem, take the over on the hits for Will Benson because dude is just mashing right now. Uh, entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. They also have safe and fast withdrawals when it comes to getting your money. Use promo code locked on when you set up your account and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Again, that's promo code locked on to get a $100 match on your first deposit and go start winning some 100 times your money with Sleeper. If you can't be at Miller Park, not going to call it American Family Field, but if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. And thanks as always for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day, every dayers. How much did the Reds load up on talent in this year's draft? Lindsey Crosby from Lockdown MLB Prospects will join the show tomorrow to tell us just how much, because I know he liked the Reds draft, and he's going to tell us exactly why 
coming up tomorrow. Also, there's going to be a special bonus episode uh, that is live interaction on our YouTube channel coming up for you Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Steve will be back. We will be, it, it'll be kind of like a mailbag episode. So make sure you get your questions in down in the comments section. Join us on the Discord chat. Follow the link in the description and ask us some questions on there. That'll be a great, a great way as well to get your questions in. Or you can follow me on subtext. Just text I'm in to the number that's in the description below. And we can get the questions in that way as well. But it's going to be a fun uh, off day live episode on the Locked On Reds YouTube channel at 3 p.m. Eastern time. All right, so um, I was pulling my hair out, and I bet you were too. If you were watching every pitch of the game on Tuesday night, when you got to the ninth inning, you thought, boy, oh boy, for nothing. I think they got this. I think they got it. I, I'm a little worried, but I think they got it. And then Duarte... Daniel Duarte gets two easy outs, two easy pop fly outs. And you're thinking, okay, it's cool. Got a couple base runners on. That's all right. We're just going to scatter them. That's fine. Leave them stranded. Get this game finished off. And then Christian Yelich steps up to the plate. What did Steve just say yesterday? Walk him. Don't pitch to him. Don't give him anything to hit. He grooves a fastball right down the middle. Grooved it. I mean, this was... I can close my eyes and picture exactly where it was on the box on the Bally Sports uh, broadcast. Perfect. Grooved. Three-run homer. Reds are up by one. And so you have to bring in Diaz at that point. It's so funny to think, like, you know, you're one out away, but Duarte has really not shown himself to be acquitted these last couple of outings. His, his last couple of appearances have been pretty questionable so far as his production goes. And so you bring in Diaz, who looked pretty bad on Monday night, and we're thinking, you know what? One out. Let's get this. Maybe it'll help his confidence, rebuild it a little bit. Gets William Contreras a, a little bit of a dink and dunk grounder at Ellie De La Cruz. Honestly, if it's anyone else on that Brewers lineup, it's an easy safe call. The throw from De La Cruz was right on the money, beautiful, hard thrown, but he just got there so late because it was so shallow and so slow moving that anybody's going to beat that out. And William Contreras ended up beating that. He was initially called out, but they reviewed it. They called him safe. So the game continues. And then Willie Adamas comes up and fights the count full and gets hit in the head with a fastball. And you're just like, oh my gosh, here we go. This feels like they're collapsing. And I think it's feeding this weird narrative that I've seen about Alexis Diaz, who then gets Andrew Monasterio to pop out the center field and gets his 30th save of the season. Yeah, he's only 10 away from my bold prediction of 40. Like, the bold prediction of 40 is going to look like, yeah, Jeff, yeah, good job. I won real bold. But um, there's this narrative that's going around. Reds country right now. It's going around the Lockdown Reds Discord. It's going around Reds Twitter that um, we're worried whenever Alexis Diaz comes into the ballgame. I'm not. I, I don't I don't know why you would be. I, I'm a little bit cognizant of the fatigue, obviously. 
I think there's an easy fix to this, by the way. I think after they're done with the Dodgers this weekend, he takes a 10-day vacation. You know, we're going to put him on the 10-day IL for shoulder fatigue or something. Now, okay, I take that back. You, you say shoulder fatigue, you're going to scare the living bejesus out of me, so don't do that. But there's going to be something involved there, I think, that, would be prudent. It would be a good move if the Reds could just say, you know what, we're putting him on the 10-day IL. We're going to shut you down. He won't do this. He'll still be with the team, but basically mentally go to a beach or something, you know, relax. Do whatever it is uh, that Alexis Diaz does to relax. So that's something that I think could happen here because, honestly, if you look at what he did, his velocity was up. He averaged almost 96 on his fastball. According to StatCast, it was 95.6 miles per hour, his average fastball Tuesday night. His slider even was faster. Now, the spin rate on the fastball was a little bit lower, but that doesn't mean fatigue to me. And and, and the pitch that he hit Adamas with, I could see it being something that slipped out of his hand. Obviously, it wasn't intentional, but even to the point that, you know, Sam LeCure talks about this a lot and uh, Chris Welsh and, 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 and the different analysts that the Reds have on the broadcast say, you know, you can tell fatigue if pitchers are missing arm side. And that was really the first pitch of the night that he had missed arm side. So I don't think fatigue was a huge factor in this, in this outing for him on Tuesday night. But he's pitched now, I think that's eight times in the last 11 days. So, okay, he's not going to pitch today. Day game, get away day game, get out of Milwaukee. Not going to pitch today, be off on Thursday, then head to L.A. Maybe he pitches once or twice in L.A. and then have a nice little 10-day he stubbed his toe or something and, and give him a little bit of a break. It's a little bit of load management, right? Something they did with Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft uh, last year. I feel like, and they did it with Ashcraft earlier on the season. Yes, he got hit by a bouncing liner, but he even said, he's just like, yeah, I think it got me a little bit more than I thought, but I probably could have pitched if they needed me to, but it was kind of a mental break for him to reset himself. I think that Alexis Diaz needs a little bit of a mental break, but I'm not worried about him. I, I, I find it strange that there are some folks that are now of the opinion that if Alexis Diaz comes in, it's the same as if Ian Jabot comes in now don't get me wrong Ian Jabot's been okay but I don't trust Ian Jabot the way that I trust Alexis Diaz when Alexis Diaz is coming into the ball game my shoulders kind of relax even if they're fighting the Brewers even if it's you know he is the dude that's coming in to fix everything We're, we're talking about Han Solo showing up. I'm going to do this. We're going back to the Star Wars well. Uh, you know, Han Solo showing up to help clear the path so that Luke can blow up the Death Star. That's what Alexis Diaz is. He comes in. He saves the day. So he's got 30 saves. I don't understand this narrative that we're worried about him. I'm not, not worried about him one bit. He has been an amazing pitcher. He is in the top 5% of Major League Baseball in strikeout percentage so far this season. Absolutely phenomenal. You don't accidentally save 30, 30 games. Like, Alexis Diaz is good. Alexis Diaz is elite. Yes, I'm saying that. He's elite. I'm not worried about him. But maybe they give him a 10-day vacation. We'll, we'll see 
How the Reds handle that, I, I think that they've got a period of time here after they're done with the Dodgers series where they could breathe a little bit. You know, if you go to Chicago or something, you don't have Diaz in tow, I think they're going to be okay. Um, but overall, I, I, I'm not worried about them. But speaking of worry, Joey Votto has not been playing well. Consistently, that is, lately. Um, but is that true? He's still a big part of this team. But how much so? I'll answer that next. Before we jump into that, though, I wanted to remind you that if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. Also, you can follow the podcast in between episodes on Twitter at LockedOnReds. You can also uh, follow along on the LockedOnReds Discord. You can join down in the link in our description. Great group of folks talking about Reds baseball on the Lockdown Reds Discord chat. Plus, you can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and you can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs on Twitter as we're always talking Reds baseball. There's a lot of folks that uh, are worried about Joey Votto, and there's one singular reason. I've seen it in the comments. I've seen it on Twitter. I've heard it on the radio. Everybody's just like, oh, no. Joey's batting a buck 83. Is it over? Are we, is it done? Is he going to retire tomorrow? No. In fact, 183 is the one stat. Eh, maybe his strikeouts too. Okay. 183 batting average. Strikeout total. Eh. Everything else is fine. Literally everything else is fine because when you look at things that are very important to predicting what's going to happen here in the near future, Joey Votto's average exit velocity, the quality of contact, how hard he's hitting the ball is currently just a smidge above 90 miles an hour on average. League average is 88. Check. He's fine there. His hard hit percentage is at 42%. League average is 36%. Check. Joey Votto's fine there. Here's the big one. And we all remember this stat well. If you followed along with the Reds through the COVID season of 2020, the stat that you heard the most was BABIP, batting average on balls in play. Currently for Joey Votto, his BABIP right now is 157. You know what that means. He's getting stupid unlucky. Stupid unlucky. His career BABIP is 337. Not 100 points lower, 230 points lower. No. Okay, I can't count. 180 points lower. <laughs> I went the other way. But it's ridiculously low. And whenever your BABIP is so much lower than league average, that means a correction is coming. That means that there's going to be a point when Joey Votto is putting balls into play and they're not being caught. And they're not turning into ground outs. They're not turning into pop outs, all this other stuff. They're turning into hits. He has a 183 batting average with a 157 BABIP. That's insane. 
crazy unlucky. Here's another thing too. And, um, shout out to Jack Lambert who works for driveline, uh, baseball and a big reds fan and uh, fan of the show. Uh, he reached out to me the other day and we were kind of talking about this. Um, he looked at some play by play stuff with Joey Votto. Joey Votto's only seen 41% of pitches in the strike zone since the all-star break. And part of the reason that pitchers are attacking him in this manner and throwing a lot of pitches outside the strike zone is because Joey is swinging at the first pitch way more than he ever has for his career. He's swung at 33% of the first pitches that he has seen this year. He's swinging at 44%, almost half the pitches, almost half of the first pitches that he sees he's swinging at. This is a big difference from the rest of his career. And probably the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause, like, okay, maybe he should change that up a little bit. Right. But he's being more aggressive. He's swinging more, only a tick more. His chase rate still is fine though. League average is 28%. He's at 25%. So yes, he's not getting a lot of strikes to really work with. And the annoying part is, especially in this Milwaukee series, you can point to a couple of at-bats that he's been called out on strikes, or at least there's been called strikes against him that aren't strikes. And that's kind of hard to work around too. I'm not worried about Joey Vada though. And I know that was a lot of numbers. And, and some of you all, your eyes might have glazed over a little bit. You might have thought I was talking at you about, you know, math or something. But the point of the matter is Joey Votto is not, I'm not worried about him. But, here's the but. I mentioned earlier there's a but. There's always a but. The but for Joey Votto, he needs to be treated like Jake Fraley. At this point in his career, his platoon splits are pretty pronounced. Unless the left-handed pitcher is named Austin Gomber, I kind of don't know that I want to see him facing a left-handed pitcher. And I think that David Bell, for the most part, has done pretty good at doing this. And, like, if a left-handed pitcher comes in, they usually sub him out. They usually sub him out late in games for a defensive replacement and things like that. But I do think, as, 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 as much as he is a future Hall of Famer, you have to treat this in the moment. And in the moment... Joey Votto should not be playing every day. There's two reasons for this. Number one, even with his unluckiness, still his top-end production of what he can give the Reds this year is not as good as what CES can give the Reds this year. CES should be playing every day. If there's a reason that CES is not in this lineup and Joey Votto is, I kind of have questions about that. Because I don't know that CES has very pronounced splits when it comes to the platoon splits and stuff like that. But I think that Joey Votto is still kind of being treated like an everyday player because if you ask him, he wants to play every day. I mean, he's an athlete. If you're an athlete, you want to play every day, period. Like, I cannot imagine that, and I'm blanking on his name, but the current Detroit Tigers manager has an easy time telling Miguel Cabrera that he's not playing. Miguel Cabrera has been around for a long time. Miguel Cabrera has been really good for a long time, but it's at the point in his career where he shouldn't play every day and Joey Votto shouldn't play every day. But I'm not worried about his production. Everyone is seeing the number. And when you, when, when a player's name and a player's statistical production is put onto the television screen, the first number you see is the batting average. 
And with that being a 183, which is a bad batting average, I'm not saying it's not, but when you see that number, you immediately think you know everything about how Joey Votto is playing right now. And I'm here to tell you that if that's all you see, then you don't. You don't know how Joey Votto is playing because everything else, except for the strikeout rate, which still isn't that high. Like, I mean, his strikeout rate is at 26%. League average is like 22%, so it's still a little high there. But it's not like it's Aristides Aquino level or anything like that. I think there, there, there's a, a, a section of Reds country out there that believes that Joey Votto has no business playing a baseball game at all, and they would be totally wrong. You just need to kind of give him more off days. But I still think he is going to be a very valuable bat for the stretch run because he is showing everything else that he has shown and everything else we've talked about here says that the uh, – correction is coming so he is he's about to go on a hot streak is basically what i'm saying long long way of saying that probably should have started off the segment with that way anyway it's getting late thanks so much for checking out today's lockdown reds before we get out of here want to let you know you can catch every pitch of the reds hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just search the word reds but that'll wrap us up for this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast, thanks as always for making us your first listen every day. Everydayers, how much did the Reds load up on talent in this year's draft? Lindsey Crosby from Lockdown MOB Prospects will be along tomorrow to tell us all about it. Plus, don't remember, mark your calendars Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, live bonus episode on the YouTube channel. Love to hear from you in the comments section, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But until then, we're going to be all about the rumors, all about the news, all about rehab starts for TJ Antone and all this other stuff because we are locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 